It's 49ers Cutback Podcast time. Welcome to the show, everyone. I'm ready to get into this. We're going to be talking about double nickel and what this means for the San Francisco 49ers defense. Steve Wilkes gives a tremendous amount of insight about what he's thinking about the position. And we've heard him mention some things before, but now this is going to give us great clarity into what the 49ers plan on doing in the secondary and how Steve Wilkes is about finding matchups that favor his players and also put the team in the best situation to be successful. And that's what it's all about. And I think this is going to be a fun one because last week we've really got a good idea about how Steve Wilkes approaches safety from Talano Hufanga and Hufanga gave us tremendous insight. And now we're going to get insight from Steve Wilkes about how he approaches the nickel position. Of course, there's other comments about other players as well, which I want to get into uh, but I'm going to put a focus on this because I think this is a tremendous scheme uh, advantage for the 49ers if it plays out the way that Steve Wilkes is envisioning. A lot of people are kind of getting down on Isaiah Oliver and that maybe he wasn't going to make this football team. I think Steve Wilkes is going to give us clarity about whether Isaiah Oliver is going to be a part of the San Francisco 49ers team in 2023 and also who else could be playing that nickel position in a double nickel role. The 49ers haven't really went to this in the past. It was K1 Williams. And then after K1 Williams, it was Sam Womack. Uh, when, once Womack wasn't able to do a good job in run fits, they turned it over to Diomar Lenore. He did well until Mosley got hurt. And then the 49ers went with, uh, you know, the guy, Jimmy Ward. And Ward did a really good job. And he was definitely built more of the Buffalo style. Uh, that is what uh, Steve Wilkes calls his big nickel, is a Buffalo nickel. And I think that's what, Jimmy Ward was playing. And of course, with all things, there are matchup problems, no matter who you have. And I think Wilkes is going to give us a really in-depth uh, idea of what he he's going to do and how exactly he's going to play these players in the double nickel role to help the football team. So first off, I want to uh, play this clip. And it was asked to Steve Wilkes how Diamond Lenore looked in his first preseason uh, time in the nickel. And Steve Wilkes gives some pretty interesting uh, comments about what he saw from Diamond Lenore in just five snaps that he played in in the preseason game, but I think also what he did in practice the week before. Uh, looked pretty good. Looked good all week uh, doing practice. Um, very natural in there. Uh, great vision. Uh, understands concepts. Uh, and most importantly, he gives you that ability to be able to still match up in the slot with with quicker receivers. Great vision and understands concepts. When he's talking about concepts, he's talking about certain route concepts where you're going to have combination to where a receiver from the outside can come inside or an inside receiver can go outside. There's a lot of times where you're going to either have to pass off players within a zone or if it's man coverage, you might even instill what they call an IO, which is an inside out. And you have to have communication with that guy on the outside and say, hey, if, he, if my guy breaks outside, you stay with him, and I'll stay with your guy. So uh, understanding concepts is important because then you're going to be able to understand which coverage 
uh, the wide receivers are trying to stress, right? Which guy they're trying to get into some sort of vertical stretch or a horizontal stretch, depending on the route concept. And if you understand what it is, it gives you a chance to squeeze those things down. And then you're not just playing space, but you can actually cover a receiver in a zone. You don't just want to sit in an open area uh, because that's where your zone is. You want to somewhat flow to the open receiver and close those things down. And understanding those concepts is important, whether you're in zone or in man. And uh, he was saying he does a really good job with that. And he also talked about his vision and vision is paramount. Because understanding what you're seeing, not getting caught up in any of the window dressing that an offense is providing, whether that's motions or shifts, or even somebody flashing across your face is very important. And we've seen Diomino Lenore have tremendous success with that last year in the time that he played the nickel. Uh, but also his ability to match up with smaller receivers in the slot. And I think that's been the question mark, right? In, in the week one matchup, that was the problem for Isaiah Oliver in the preseason. He did not match up well against, you know, the receivers in the slot. And he was giving space and they were able to take advantage of him, whether that was in man coverage on drag routes across the field or in the zone where he got caught uh, cheating inside. Didn't understand what he was looking at. Do I think he was supposed to have some help outside? Yes, uh, but he didn't get that. And so what you're getting here is, is Diameter Lenore is proving that he can handle these smaller slots uh, inside, these smaller slot receivers, and I think it's giving us more of a vision. Now, they might have done this in preseason game one with Oliver to see what he could get away with and who he could cover. I think that's always a good method, right? Test the boundaries, test the limits of your players. What are their skill set, and how can you use it to the best of your ability for the team and for them to be successful because ultimately that's what everyone's trying to do is put players in the proper position so they can be successful. And sometimes you have to test their limits and what they can do because sometimes even though you have a vision for a player, he can either meet and exceed those expectations and then your vision can grow or he can't. And then you have to somewhat change it and find other ways uh, to figure out how you want to accomplish what you want to accomplish. So I thought that was a very interesting a clip just talking about Diameter Lenore and exactly how he looked on the inside. And I concur. I think Diameter Lenore is very solid on the inside. Now, this one's a little bit of a longer clip, but it, it's got a lot of depth to it because he's going to talk about Isaiah Oliver. And the question is brought forth, uh, is the nickel corner job still open? And if I, I think it's very interesting, number one, the way Steve Wilkes answers it with uh, all the positions are open because that's old coach talk. Uh, that's something that I used to tell my players as well. Every position is open. Uh, there's no starters until we get to week one. Then we'll put it down that it's a starter. And even then, it, without the performance on the field, things can always change. And so that's what he's doing. That's what he's talking about. But then he's going to give some clarity on Isaiah Oliver. And he says, hey, uh, you know, on this, on this, just take it for what it is. I'm not going to give you these kinds of tidbits of information but he gives a real good understanding of Oliver and then an understanding of how he feels about this 49ers defensive roster. I think it's very interesting. Um, it's open just like every other position. Um, I'm very uh, pleased with where we are. Um, and, and just to indulge a little bit of information and, and don't, get it, don't, get, don't get in the habit of, of listening to this or thinking that I'm going to do this every time. But uh, we, we're very pleased with where Oliver is. We brought him in for a reason. Uh, this league is all about matchups. So I've never been a part of anything like this to have this kind of depth. 
Uh, I've been on teams where we're waiting to see exactly you know, the last preseason game of who gets cut, and everybody's looking at this particular team trying to pull from. So to have the options that we have, not only at the nickel position, but across the board, linebacker as well as D-line, is a luxury. And uh, again, with the matchups that we're going to face, Oliver's going to be in there, Demo may be in there based off who we're playing. Uh, we continue just trying to find a perfect mix. So I think that's the key thing, and that's the reason why you saw Demo in there last week. A lot to unpack there because he just gave so much information from such a simple question. And I think that the reason he did is, number one, he's trying to illustrate that the 49ers are not as down on Isaiah Oliver as maybe it appears in the media or it appears with the fans. And I think that's easy for me to uh, reconcile with because I haven't been that far uh, down Isaiah Oliver. Yes, he had a couple of mistakes in the week one preseason game. Yes, he missed a missed, uh, missed a tackle in the week two preseason game, but it's about consistently doing bad. If he would have turned around in preseason two and had the same mistakes he had in preseason one, then I'd be having a different conversation. I'd be concerned about him as well. But really in coverage, he did a pretty good job. He was where he was supposed to be in his zones. And really only any the only thing people can really talk about Isaiah Oliver's performance in the Week 2 preseason game is the fact he missed a tackle on a third and eight on Greg Dulcich. And if he wouldn't have missed that tackle, everyone probably would have said he had a great, fantastic game because nobody caught any footballs on him. Nobody ever mentioned him. And I think that's what still Steve Wilkes is trying to illustrate here is he's trying to tell everyone, he's letting them behind the curtain a little bit, like, hey, we trust Isaiah Oliver. We know what we brought him here for. Uh, but I like the old coach speak as well. All positions are open. I always like that because make these guys earn it. Make them compete. And I think that's really good uh, news for the 49ers. And then he talked about how it's all about matchups. And it is all about matchups. And finding the best situations to cover players in the secondary is not always easy. You get a variety of different players in this league, uh, you know, from the speedsters who can really you know, get in and out of their break quickly and create separation that way uh, to the guys who can create by going vertical and put you in a lot of stress that way where you have to get out there quickly. You have to deal with their speed and then they can still break it off underneath Two big physical receivers and dealing with big physical receivers is different and a different type of player probably matches up better than that. So what we're finding is as this league changes and gets a lot different talent, especially with the emergence of tight ends and how good some of these tight ends are catching the football. I think the defense has to continue to adapt to be able to cover these players. So as we get closer and closer to positionless players, uh, but you're dealing with tall guys, short guys, fast guys, uh, power guys, what you're getting is different types of matchups make sense in the secondary. It's not as easy as saying, hey, we have a certain defensive back type. We're going to get all these guys that are over six foot three. They're all 200 pounds, and we're going to play a cover three zone. That doesn't work anymore. They have to have more versatility than that. Uh, yes, the Legion of Boom did that at a high level, and everyone copied them. And now that is a little bit of a pass type of style because now you have to be more versatile because versatility has happened on the offensive side of the ball. So now defenses have to match that. Uh, but he talked about the luxury on defense, and that's the only way you have a luxury of potentially having two nickel corners 
is you have the amount of talent that you have. He talked about being on other teams and watching other players and hoping that they were going to get released or waived so you could claim them or you could sign them and bring them to your roster. And that is not what happens with the 49ers. Your hope is to keep and hold on to all your players that you're developing because your team is so stacked roster-wise. So I thought that was very interesting. And the luxury is what's allowing them to potentially go with a dual nickel roll and have two nickels. And I think this is a fun part of it because now you have Diameter Lenore with his skill set, and then you have, you know, Isaiah Oliver with his skill set, and who knows who else they end up throwing into this. But that's who uh, I'm putting the attention on because that's who Steve Wilkes was talking about in this presser. He was putting the focus on Diameter Lenore. He's putting the focus on Isaiah Oliver, and I think that's really impressive. Now, he did talk about the talent at all three levels, whether that was defensive line, linebacker, and then, of course, in the secondary. And I think that's pretty evident, the depth at linebacker, the depth on D-line. But the fact that he thinks they have so much depth in the secondary is good news because he's a little bit of a secondary uh, wizard. And so his understanding of the secondary is at a different level. His attention to detail in the secondary is at a different level. And I think you see a tiny bit of a shift of philosophy just in personnel with a thought of the 49ers going with a dual nickel roll. Uh, I don't think they would have done this in the past. Maybe they would have if Jimmy Ward would have came back and they still would have had Emmanuel Mosley on the outside. But now we know they're they're going to go this way. And it's going to get clearer as we go through this episode exactly what Steve Wilkes plans to do with both of these players. But he thinks it's a perfect mix, Oliver and Debo, uh, Demo, about how they can go about handling you know certain coverages and certain players. And I think that's interesting. And that's what he talks about in this next clip. He talks about uh, the matchups. And I think it's real clear. We'll listen to it from Steve Wilkes. And then I'll go into a little bit of uh, my thoughts on what he says about it. I think it's, uh, once again, a very highlighted portion of this uh, conversation that he had with the media that gives us a clear idea of what he's thinking and how exactly he's going to go about scheming up against certain players within the NFL. Think about, think about the league and how it's made up. It's no utopia. So for us to be able to have balance right there is critical. You know, I wouldn't put Demo on a tight end. We may want to go nickel with uh, 12 personnel. I'm not going to put Demo on a tight end. Oliver's going to be on that other tight end. You know, uh, there's going to be certain matchups in the slot right there based off uh, who that guy may be. I'm not going to put Oliver in that situation. Demo may be that guy. So there's teams that don't have this flexibility. I think it's a luxury. Yeah, I mean, this is where you're at, right? Balance at the position. How often do you hear balance at the position when you're talking about nickel corner? Usually you don't, right? It was, for a long time, a short, quick guy uh, that could cover wide receivers in space. But what we've seen is teams start to take advantage of other things with their slot receivers. For a while, the slot receiver was more looking like what they had in New England, where you had these quick guys like Amendola, and Edelman that were able to uh, create space against a nickel corner and get open. So you needed fast guys, uh, guys that could change direction really quickly to stay on those guys, be sticky in coverage. But then guys like Kyle Shanahan saw that as an advantage. Uh, uh, McVay as well, Sean McVay. What they did was they started putting three receivers on the field, getting you in the nickel package, and then making that guy in the slot a Jawan Jennings type of player a big receiver. Now it was a mismatch. Oh, you're going to put your five foot eight, five foot nine nickel corner 
one-on-one in blocking and stock blocking against Jawan Jennings. That's a advantage for the offense, which means not only did they space you out by putting the extra receiver on the field, but then they found a favorable matchup that they could win. And then all of a sudden, here came the outside zone. Here came the toss plays to the outside and advantage offense. So what you have to do now is find a way to change that, right? So your guys at the nickel spot had to get better at run fits. They had to be able to come up, disengage from blockers and make tackles. It made it tougher. So then defenses are starting to get a little bit bigger. So then you're going to have the inverse. You're going to have teams that want to have the small slot receivers to take advantage of big nickels. And you're going to want to have the the other way, right? You're going to want to continue to have guys uh, that are taking advantage of the other. So what he's trying to do here is balance is have a big nickel that can cover big slot receivers and can cover tight ends and what he call and and what they're calling 12 personnel, which is one running back and two tight ends. And of course that is correct. And what he's talking about is putting Oliver on the second tight end. Instead of having a matchup where you get an Oren Burks or a Dre Greenlaw on the tight end, now you can have Isaiah Oliver line up on the tight end. As long as he's efficient in the run game and, and being able to help in the run game, then you're going to win in coverage. That's advantage 49ers. So what he's doing is taking advantages away from the offense by using a balanced attack with his two nickel corners. Oh, so we're going against the Rams this week, and Cooper Cup is going to be playing the slot. We're going to see a lot of Diameter Lenore in that one. You know, oh, we're going against, you know, a team that has a very good tight end. Maybe Noah Fant is going to be playing the nickel, or Jackson Smith and Jigba is going to be playing the nickel. I think more Fant than in Jigba. I think I'd like to see Diameter Lenore on Jigba, but I'm just saying these advantages where you get big tight ends, uh, a Zach Ertz maybe is a second tight end. Might be better to have Isaiah Oliver on him. So it's a matchups that he's looking for, and it gives the defense tremendous flexibility, which we know is what they're trying to do. That Talano Hufanga talked about the versatility with him and Deshaun, uh, Deshaun um, Gibson being able to do whatever they wanted uh, coming up, playing back, free safety, strong safety. I talked about that in that episode. So it's very entertaining the way that the 49ers are going about it. And I love the way Steve Wilkes' approach is find matchups uh, that are favorable for you and take advantage of them and eliminate offensive advantages. That's what you're trying to do. Eliminate offensive advantages and find matchups that go your favor. There's 11 battles on the field every single play, and you want to have more of them go in your favor than don't. And if you can make those guys on offense hesitate, those quarterbacks hesitate for half a second, it's going to give your defensive line an extra chance to get there. And ultimately, that is exactly you know what you're trying to do on defense. So uh, to me, it was, it was very interesting. And also, one thing that has been brought up is Isaiah Oliver's miss of the tackle. And Steve Wilkes had some insight about missing tackles. And what it's going to mean, not just for Isaiah Oliver, but the rest of the teams heading into week one of the regular season. I I think uh, yesterday, um, or excuse me, Saturday, I think we all missed a lot of tackles. I know you're going back to the Raiders game, but that's something that we all need to improve on. Uh, He did have a critical one on that third down play, but uh, it's tackling is something that we emphasize and we talk about. Um, You know, we got to continue to work it as coaches and uh, continue to make sure that uh, we improve on that. First week of the season, that's what you're going to see, all right? A lot of fundamentals and technique is the reason why teams lose the football game, all right? We got to do a great job with our fundamentals 
and we got to do a great job communicating and make sure that everybody's on the same page. So they're not as worried about it as probably everybody else. Yes, uh, you you miss a tackle, you got to make those, uh, but it's an emphasis. The coaches are going to talk about that, and it's a little bit of a harder thing to coach right now than it was several years ago with the way that the collective bargaining agreement works and the way practice works and the way injuries work. These teams are playing more thud at practice and thud means you hit contact with your shoulders, uh, with your pads, you wrap up, you go through your proper technique, but you don't take anyone to the ground. So what you see is sometimes these guys that don't get a lot of playing time. And we've seen it. Isaiah Oliver didn't play a ton in the first preseason game, but they probably need to play him a little bit and make sure that he's ready to tackle. But this is an emphasis for all teams. And I think that's what he's saying is, hey, we're going to put a focus on this. Tackling has to be a focus. If we get week one, you're going to see this a lot because there's going to be a lot of teams and players that haven't been used to tackling, and it's going to be an issue. Now, Isaiah Oliver's got to make those tackles that he missed on third down. That third down tackle, he's got to make. Those are big-time momentum shifts for your defense. You can get that tackle, get him down before the sticks. You get the ball back to your offense, and who knows what happens. So I guarantee there was a huge coaching point from Coach Bullocks, uh, from Coach Steve Wilkes, and they told him, hey, this is something you have to clean up. And as a veteran player, he knows he's got to go clean that up. Uh, so I'm, I think that I'm a, I, if this continues, I'll be concerned about Isaiah Oliver. But a one-tackle thing, I seen him get in the mix on some other plays, uh, and he looked just fine. But I thought that it was interesting, you know, that that question came up because I do believe that so many people were definitely uh, honing in on that one miss and like, hey, that just made Isaiah Oliver have a bad game. And I think Steve Wilkes is showing uh, that not only did they recognize it, but he understands why it's happening and how they're coaching it and why there needs to be an emphasis on coaches to not allow that to happen and make sure that you clean it up. Now, what he should have done, he came in a little recklessly. He should have broke down in front of Dulcich and really squared him up. But he came in, and he tried to hit him to the side. He needs to get more square. I think if he works on his technique, he'll get it down. And I'm sure that was something you know, that, that they definitely want to work on. And it, but it emphasizes something that you know the team is continuing to work on and Steve Wilkes' philosophy on getting it done. Uh, they did ask him about Sam Womack. And I thought this was very interesting. The response that we got from Womack is how much something that Womack did frustrated Steve Wilkes. But I think it gave us a clear uh, idea of what Wilkes believes about turnovers. Uh, so here it is, Steve Wilkes talking about Samuel Womack and his near interception in the second preseason game. Very disappointed he didn't get that one. Uh, particularly with the next play being what it was, but we got to take advantage of those opportunities. I think, and he's, I, I think he's playing well. Um, you know, he has some critical uh, plays in the run game, stepping up, making some good tackles. Uh, so I'm excited where he is, but most important right here, he needs to take advantage of those opportunities. It highlights the importance of turnovers. Uh, Steve Wilkes mentioned it twice that he should have had that one. He should have made that play. And I think, you know, you want him to make those plays. Those plays are huge. You talked about how the next play was the one that got almost uh, for almost into the end zone for a touchdown. But yeah, Womack had a really good game in the second preseason game. But Steve Wilkes' emphasis on turnovers, I think, highlights the attitude at which the defense is playing with, which is continuing from last year. The 49ers had 20 interceptions in the secondary, and Steve Wilkes wants that to be an aggressive style they continue to have. 
So the expectation is players need to come away with those turnovers and make those plays. So uh, I thought that overall, Steve Wilkes did a good job of explaining some of his philosophies while talking about Isaiah Oliver and Diamond Lenore and letting us know that he wants a double nickel role. One guy to play against uh, bigger tight ends, bigger slot receivers, and then Diamond Lenore to play in the nickel uh, and play in that slot when he's got to go against the quicker, faster uh, wide receivers. And finding a nice way to balance that is what he's looking for. And he thinks he's got it between these two guys because of the luxury and talent that they have. And they have to have guys on the outside that are able to do it when Lenore goes inside. And by by doing that and saying that he's going to do that, that means they feel comfortable with Ambry Thomas and Sam Womack, who they just talked about, about playing outside on third and certain situations when you need to put Diamond Lenore in the nickel. The way the league is playing it right now, normal, normal defenses are in the nickel about 70% of the time. The way Steve Wilkes is approaching it, saying Isaiah Oliver is going to play against 12 personnel, which is one running back and two tight ends, that's kind of signaling that the 49ers might be in nickel more than 30% of the time. And so I wonder how that's going to work. Uh, the first time that they go to 12 personnel and Isaiah Oliver comes on the field, will the other team try to run at him? If he does a very good job in run fits, it may no, make no difference. And that means you have better coverage and then you can still stop the run. That's a huge advantage 49ers if it works out. So I hope Oliver can definitely continue to develop and play the role in which Steve Wilkes is envisioning for him in this defense because that will give them tremendous versatility on the back end between the safeties being able to do what they do and now the nickel corner. I can only imagine the new techniques and new philosophies that he's been working on with Charvarius Ward, Demo, who will play base downs uh, on, on the outside, and then you know the other guys as well, uh, like Ambry Thomas and Sam Womack. So pretty cool. Um, I definitely uh, like that a lot. And then I wanted to kind of end this by going over a couple other guys uh, that I get questions about. And one of them was Jalen Graham. And Steve Wilkes talked about Jalen Graham. And I wanted everyone to hear what he said about Graham because I thought it was highly interesting. And I think it's very clear now that Jalen Graham is probably going to make this football team. And it could be the reason why DFF ends up not making it uh, because of these comments from Jalen Graham about his young uh, upstart linebacker. Middle linebacker, uh, Jalen, continued to stand out for us, doing a great job uh, playing the mic, uh, great job communicating, getting everybody aligned. Uh, the physicality continued to show up each and every week playing downhill. So as you can hear, you know, a lot of good things coming from Steve Wilkes you know, about his upstart linebacker. And uh, you got a situation where you got a guy that was handling having, you know, the communication, the helmet in the, and being able to translate what he's hearing, the play and everything to uh, his players. And I thought that that was really cool. Uh, getting everyone lined up, the communication between him and the other players, but not losing his technique, right? Still playing downhill, which downhill means going forward when you're going to make tackles. That's what it's about by playing linebacker. You don't want to be playing side to side. You want to get down ta downhill, make tackles at the line of scrimmage or behind the line of scrimmage. And a lot of that happens because of physicality. And Coach Steve Wilkes talked a lot about that physicality as well. Uh, so huge fan of Jalen Graham's development. Now, there's still going to come rough patches. This is a rookie. He's going to make mistakes. 
Uh, but the fact that he's developing enough and understanding this defense enough to be able to wear the communication helmet and then go ahead and tell everyone on his team and communicate what they're supposed to do and where they're supposed to be and still do his job and then not put him underwater, I think is absolutely fantastic. And I'm excited about Jalen Graham. I don't want to see where he ends up going. I don't think he's a guy that's stepping into the starting lineup anytime soon, uh, but I think he's an eventual you know, comfortable backup for Fred Warner. And who knows, maybe an eventual Sam linebacker after this season. Uh, the 49ers are preparing for a, a time when Oren Burks is gone, a time when potentially Dre Greenlaw is gone, which is unfortunate. And they got guys like Jalen Graham and D winners that they're looking to continue to develop because the salary cap's not going away. And I don't know how many linebackers, you know, they can continue uh, to you know, uh, pay big money between Fred and Dre Greenlaw. Greenlaw contract's actually very favorable, but if he keeps playing the way he's playing, he's going to get a huge money on the open market. And the last clip I want to play is about Kalia Davis. It was interesting to ask about Kalia Davis because he's returned to practice. And Steve Wilkes doesn't talk a whole lot about Kalia Davis. He does talk about some other guys, though, too. I thought it was very interesting, and I have some opinions on why he did it. Going back to when he was in there, I thought he was doing a great job. You know, uh, again, it's a lot of competition inside. I know we talk about Hargraves, we talk about Eric, um, but I feel very confident when Ken Law and Kevin Gibbons come in the game that we're not missing a beat. So uh, KD's done a great job as well. He had a couple plays in practice today, so it's good to see him back out there. He feels very comfortable with uh, Kevin Gibbons and Javon Kinlaw. You know, he doesn't feel like the huge drop-off from the starters. Well, I, I think it's pretty clear why he's doing that, right? Kalia Davis has been out for so long. Uh, we don't really want, if you're a 49ers organization, you don't really want to start talking Kalia Davis up if you're going to try to get him to the practice squad. And with the amount of depth they have in the interior defensive line, that might be what they're trying to do. Uh, so this is his way of, he ended up having another clip where he said, yeah, he looked athletic, he looked good. Uh, but he's trying as best he can to say, hey, look, we got defensive tackles that we're happy with. And I thought that was very interesting. But also, uh, it is a good sign. The 49ers feel good with Javon Kinlaw and Kevin Givens and what they can provide and what they're going to be in this defense. So the 49ers defense is taking shape. Last week, we got so much information about the safeties. This week, it's about the nickel. Uh, and it's about young guys like Jalen Graham stepping up. And so double nickel coming your way for the 49ers and Steve Wilkes. I'm excited to see the secondary under the tutelage of Steve Wilkes and how much it grows with Hollins at linebacker and that continued development of one of the best uh, defensive rooms in the entire league and the one of the best defensive line coaches in the entire league, if not the best in Chris Kacerik. Uh The secondary stepping up to another level could mean this defense could even take a further jump. Of course, that's a long way to go because we don't know exactly how scheme and philosophy and the way that Wilkes is going to call defense, how it's going to fit uh, with his football players. But I like the way I'm hearing it right now, and I'm hoping it translates to the field because we could see a lot of big-time plays for the 49ers and a very stingy defense predicated on matchups and being able to provide uh, extra coverage so that way this defensive line can get after the quarterbacks. So really excited about the double nickel roll and excited about the young players and what Steve Wilkes had to say. Thank you guys so much for joining. Like and subscribe uh, to the video. I really appreciate it. Subscribe to the channel. Uh, if you're listening on 49ers Cutback on Believe, uh, give it a five-star rating. So it's available on all audio platforms. I really appreciate that. 
So thank you guys so much for watching. Thank you so much for listening. And I'll catch you guys on the next one. Until then, stay safe. And remember the right way is always the 49ers way.